a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. It's 206 here in the KSL newsroom. I want to invite you to head on over to wherever you download apps. And please, if you would, download the KSL News Radio app. It's powered by any hour services. Uh, there's been a lot uh, uh, of things going on here in the studio today. We had Congressman Rob Bishop join us in studio. He announced that he is not running for governor, but through his support behind Thomas Wright, who has announced that he is running for governor. Uh, that happened here uh, in studio. Our last conversation uh, with the Taxpayers uh, Association was... Uh, here in studio. Anyway, the reason I say that is we have cameras in here and uh, there are sometimes visual aspects to this radio program. I know that goes counter to the nature of radio, uh, but yeah, we uh, we use cameras and you can view them uh, by using the KSL News Radio app, again, powered by any hour services. Also, there are other headlines and news stories there. It's not just uh, radio there at our app, but we're proud of it and like you to check it out. KSL News Radio app. I um, We have a rundown each day of stories that uh, Amy puts together for me, uh, for me to study and prepare and get ready for the day's program. And as I look at it, uh, look at today's program, we started with uh, the announcement about his political future from Rob Bishop. Then we talked about some comments made by Spencer Cox over the weekend up at the Eagle Forum. We spoke about tax reform. Um, later on in the program, we're going to share some comments from Abby Huntsman as she leaves her spot on The View to join her dad, John Huntsman, uh, as he campaigns for governor. Also, we're going to read through a letter uh, written by 13 former press secretaries representing various federal government agencies and offices. They'd like to see more uh, they'd like to see more uh, regular coverage or more regular press briefings uh, out of the White House. Now, I said to producer Amy, I said, hey, look at that list and see if you can pick which topic I am the most excited to discuss. And uh, I'm proud to say uh, that she was able to get it exactly. And it is this little story we're going to share right now. It uh, it comes from Tremonton and it reaches back to World War II. Now, in the face of all of those other cont- all those other topics, um, things happening in Iran, the race for governor shaping up, I'm excited about uh, a history subject. 
So, let me dive right into this segment. Uh, there are some fun stories I want to tell. The reason it came to my attention, there was an article written in the Cash Valley Daily, uh, written by a reporter up there, Rod Bohm. He talks about an effort being undertaken by the people over at uh, Bear, Rivi- Bear River Valley Museum. They uh, very simply would like to put a marker up, a historical marker, on the site of a World War II German prison camp, also known as the War Camp in Tree Mountain. Uh, the folks there, they say that too many of us uh, don't know what happened with regard to about a half million uh, POWs here in the United States during uh, World War II. Uh, here in Utah, there were many of them housed throughout the state. Up in Tremont, it was a, a repurposed civilian conservation corps camp where uh, there were POWs housed up until the end of the war. Most of them German here in uh, Utah. That's uh, with the exception, of course, of the of the uh, Japanese internment camps. But the uh, the the POW camps housed here in Utah, mostly Germans. I want to tell a, a few stories. There are three of them I want to tell, and if I'm honest, I don't have time for all three of them. So I'm going to start with one uh, that I dug into. I, I got fascinated by this topic once a number of years ago. My wife and I were married uh, near a park in New York State called Letra State Park. And I, as the, the wedding date was approaching, I wanted to know all about the history of this park. And so I Googled around, uh, looked into some old newspapers. It's a hobby of mine. I read old newspapers. And in one of those newspapers, I read that there were German POWs uh, housed in this park at one of these repurposed civilian conservation corps camps. And that just opened the floodgates of information for me. I had no idea. And so I went looking for everything I could possibly find. And along the way, I encountered a story uh, from Seattle. Uh, in, in Seattle, during the time of World War II, there was a, uh, a metals factory. They would refabricate gas tanks, uh, like stamp them. And with hammers, they'd pound out the dings and uh, dents. Anyway, when all of the American boys went off to war, uh, that factory was mostly staffed by women, uh, the Rosie the Riveter types. Uh, they showed up to work and they began uh, doing all the good work that happens uh, at that factory. Well, then the United States uh, starts shipping from the, from the European theater uh, some of these POWs, including in the Seattle area, a number of Italians. Uh, and these are, you know, young men who uh, maybe were uh, conscripted or had just volunteered because everyone else was doing it or whatever. Um, they were captured very early on in the the war effort. So ideolo- ideolo- ideologically, uh, they're not much different um, from, you know, uh, the soldiers all around the world fighting. So uh, what happened was that same factory where all the women were working. They started uh, taking advantage of Italian POW workers. They were willing to uh, work alongside the women. And would you believe it? That two of those young women fell in love with two of the Italian POWs working alongside one another, uh, pounding out those uh, metal gas tanks, uh, getting them ready to be sent back to the war effort. Well, these two couples... They fell head over heels in love with one another, so much so that they decided to escape. The two women, the two American women, decided that they were going to help the two uh, prisoners of war escape, these two Italian men. And so the the four of them, they hatched a plan. It later included a, a, a third Italian POW 
who served as a translator. You see the two men who had fallen in love, the two Italian men who had fallen in love with the two American women. Uh, they didn't speak any English, and the women didn't speak any Italian. Luckily, there was uh, another POW who was there and able to translate. Well, so they hatch a plan. What they're going to do is they're going to just walk away from the job site. They're going to hop into a car. They're going to drive east and lay low for a while and then ultimately make their way back to Italy. So they get in a car, they're driving east, and uh, they get pulled over. And here's the funny thing. They got pulled over for this odd reason. They were sitting, uh, the two couples were sitting four abreast in the front seat, and then the translator was sitting by himself in the rear. So it was four individuals sitting in a bench seat uh, in the front. Well, that, even back in the 1940s, was a no-go on uh, America's highways. And so they were pulled over for a safety violation. And it was the officer who noticed, oh, my gosh, this uh, situation seems a little fishy. And so he was, after a little bit of investigating, able to kind of deconstruct what he was witnessing. He was seeing two POWs being aided in their escape by two Americans. And so uh, to sort that out, he just took them all to jail. Well, that night... Uh, the Italian men uh, were housed in one cell adjacent to the women, separated only by bars. And uh, and what they did was they started singing. They started singing Italian operas in this small town in Idaho where they were jailed. Uh, and throughout the entire night, uh, they sang. And the police officers there, uh, they thought it was quite a sight. So they uh, sent word home and their families came and gathered. And the whole community game came out uh, to listen to these two Italian men sing uh, operas. Uh, operatic songs, rather, to their uh, American girlfriends. Uh, very quickly, I have to rush to the end of this story because we need to take a commercial break. Uh, but how it all ended, the next day, the women were sent back to Seattle. The two, three men, rather, uh, were put in a car and driven down here to Ogden, Utah, where they spent the duration of uh, World War II before they were sent home. And the sad the sad thing, the sad part of the story is uh, the, the, the two couples uh, never saw each other again. So anyway, thank you for indulging me and letting me ramble about this story I tracked down in the newspapers from the 1940s. I really enjoy it and maybe if I find occasion, I'll I'll tell you more stories down the road. There's some interesting stuff out there. There's some interesting stuff in our history and uh, this is just, uh, to me at least, a fascinating chapter. Next up we're talking about Abby Huntsman. She's back in town. She's working for her dad. I'll give you the details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.